Friday night, 11.10 p.m. in the East. Streaming live, fried48.com. It's time for Mix Minus. I don't do the show alone. No, I do it with my good buddy Adam Burns from Arkansas. Hello, Adam. How you doing? Hi, Daniel. You didn't give your name. Uh, my name is Daniel Brewer, and I'm doing excellent. Thank you for asking. I didn't. You know, before the show, we were just listening to President-elect Joseph Robinette Biden give a speech. Joseph L. Biden the no, third. R. 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 Joseph R. Biden. <laughs> His middle name is Robinette. It's a weird name. But uh, it doesn't matter. He just gave a speech to the uh, entire country here. Uh, as of right now, the time that we were recording on uh, November 6th, 2020, still... The president has not been called. The, the, the president-elect has not been called. But at this point, the, the odds are so overwhelming. Overwhelming? Yeah, overwhelming. Why, what okay. do you say? What do you say? Overwhelming? Yeah, overwhelming. Not whelming, just yeah, overwhelming. Whelming. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's like Will Wheaton. Anyway, the, or like Coo Whip. The, the point is, is that uh, there's, there's very few avenues left to Trump as, as I was, the best way to explain it at this point in time, that of the five states that have not yet been called, if Trump doesn't win Pennsylvania, he has no shot. If Biden doesn't win Pennsylvania, he still has shots. So it's just like, it's down to the point of there are many avenues for Joe Biden to win. There is only a single avenue for Joe, uh, for Donald Trump to win. I will say this. I agree. I believe with all of my heart that Joseph L. Biden the third. No R. Joseph is going Robinette to, is not L, it's R. Is going to prevail. But I do want to call out that last week and several weeks prior to that, you were certain that it was going to be a blowout. That it was just gonna be Florida was gonna immediately go for Biden. It was I all gonna hope, be yeah. over. By eight o'clock, yeah. we were all gonna be Adam S called bluster that's called pre-gaming that's called hoping i was certainly hoping for that i was disappointed that florida did not go for biden but that's not what happened but this is the universe that we live in we live in this universe so i know what you're saying to yourself you're saying to yourself self what is this before the show conversation that you're talking about how can i hear joseph robinette biden talking to uh the country right before this show well i'm gonna tell you uh, we stream live every Friday night here on pride48.com and we have a chat room of people that listen to us while we're streaming and we, we chat with them for a long time before we actually start the show and then we chat with them after the show and we put all of those recordings together, all the pre-show recordings and the post-show recordings and we throw them up on our behind the scenes club. It's called Level 13. Tons of content happen there every week. Pre-show and the post-show for Mix Minus. The pre-show and the post-show for That Darn Elvis. The, uh, like, some extra little audio bits that have not yet happened, but will happen on that kind of, on that thing. On that thing. We also on have that a, thing. On that thing. We also have a Discord server where you can chat with all of us, all of the other members of Level 13, as well as Adam and myself and Scott, my co-host from That Darn Elvis. The, all of that. Adam, and you'd think to yourself, oh my God, this is probably one of those Patreon things that I got to pay five bucks a month for or whatever. No, Adam, no. It's free. It's absolutely free. It's absolutely hey, totally I free. A, I just had a brilliant idea. What? Well, 
you guys won't let me on that darn Elvis. And we we don't do well with more than two people on Mix Minus. What we could do is we could do a special crossover episode occasionally uh-huh. that only goes on level 13. Oh, like the three of us together? With the three of us. Yeah, like yeah, a little round the table three of thing. Us, yeah. A little round table. Sure, we could do that. We could count the number of likes. <laughs> we could do all of that we stuff. We could. And uh, that would be just for our super secret... It's not secret. Everyone knows about it, but it's the behind the scenes club. Anyway, club. if you want to join, if you want to join level 13, all you got to do is send us an email, contact mixminerspodcast.com and say, hey, I want in your club and we will send you all the information that you need. Now, Adam, let's talk about this election thing. And I can we talk I, about memes? <laughs> we can. But I, w- I would like to say this before we talk about the election. OK, I look at the numbers. So I have a vague idea that most of our listeners listen to us on Mondays because I can see just based off of the emails that we get and the tweets that we get and stuff, that it's usually Mondays that people are listening to our shows. By the time Monday rolls around, a lot of this will be, oh my God, you're still talking about that shit. Right. <laughs> it's Friday night. So we're not going to dwell on this forever, but we do. Well, we have no other content for tonight. <laughs> it's in so the, it's we, we've spent this entire week basically going through election stuff here. So we didn't have a lot that happened this week other than that. But I did want to talk about uh, the election just a little bit. So if for any reason you're just sick of hearing about the election, just skip forward 10 or 15 minutes and, and it'll be over. But Adam, I wanted to tell you why Pennsylvania is absolutely going to go for Joe Biden. Okay. I think it will. The thing that happened in Pennsylvania is the Republicans in Pennsylvania set up the rules for counting their ballots so that they were not allowed to count the mail-in ballots until after election day. So unlike Florida, they can count them two weeks before and they already have those totals ready to go on election night and several other states. Pennsylvania's legislature said, no, you cannot count mail-in ballots until after election day. You cannot start counting them until after election day. So the numbers that we got back from Pennsylvania on the evening of the election were all day of votes. Those were people that voted on, the, on election day, went down to the precincts and did their voting. Those were the numbers that we got on election day. And at the end of election day, when those numbers had finished, Donald Trump was up by almost 500,000 votes. He was up by quite a lot in Pennsylvania. It looked like Pennsylvania was absolutely going to go for Donald Trump. But when they started counting the mail-in ballots... It was a lot of votes. Yes. Joe Biden has had 74 million votes at this point in time, which is the most votes ever cast for a candidate in a presidential election. Well, I was saying the lead Trump had was a lot of votes. Oh, that was a lot. 500,000. But Pennsylvania is a very big state. Uh, It's worth 20 electoral points. But the as they started counting the mail in ballots, they were breaking for Biden on average 75 percent. And now that that's not saying that the Democratic counties were going 75 percent for Biden. The Democratic counties were actually going for Biden about 89 or 90 percent. But even in the Republican counties, they were going for Biden 60 percent because it was mainly Democrats that had sent in their mail in ballots. So what had happened is, is that every single time that they would send in a tally of some of these mail in ballots, it would just erode that lead of Donald Trump. So over the course of the last few days. That lead of 500,000 that Trump had has dropped and 
earlier this evening, Joe Biden passed them. He was up 21,000. Right before this show started recording, he was up by 21,000 over Donald Trump in Pennsylvania. The is that a Microsoft Surface wall behind you? Is that <laughs> No, no, I am not doing that. But what but I'm trying to tell you, Adam, is that the only thing left to count there are more mail-in ballots, which have heavily favored Joe Biden, and some provisional ballots, which in a general election typically favor Democrats. So well, what you're going to end up with, I, all I'm trying to say is Joe Biden is going to win Pennsylvania. That puts an end to it. That puts him at 273. He's done. It's over with. Joe Biden, next president of the United States. Well, I would like to chastise all of our listeners who, well, no, I don't want to chastise. Strike that. If you have spent the week on pins and needles for all this counting that's been going on. Yes. And you mailed in your ballot. Yes. It's all your fault. How? How is that his I fault? I told you people, all you Democrat, all you blue voters, no, no, I no. said- Adam, all right, I before said, you, wait, before said, you say another word, before, wait, before you say another word, the people that dropped off their mail-in ballots in person also couldn't be counted until after the election. That's just, that's just Pennsylvania. Right. You go in person and actually vote there. Okay, but Don't Adam, take this is nothing new. You. There's nothing new here. This has happened in every election in Pennsylvania for, for decades. It's like, this is not new for Pennsylvania. This has always been I'm just been saying there. it wouldn't have been as many pins and needles if it hadn't been so skewed that Democrats all mailed in or other things and Republicans all went right. Well, I find it up, interesting that I'm you saying. would blame them instead of blaming Donald Trump for not addressing the fact that we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Well, and there's a lot of Democrats who are smart enough to say, hey, I don't really want to stand right next to a whole bunch of people without masks. I'm going to mail in my ballot. So I uh, I'm not blaming. I'm just saying if you are upset that you were on pins and needles all week. OK, well, it doesn't matter. That's all I'm saying. Because President elect Joe Biden just gave a speech. Is going to save the day. Hey, he's not so, going to save the day. Yeah, I would not so, want yeah. to be him, by the way. Do you realize the the mess that he's about to inherit? Yeah, and Trump still has another oh, two God, months. Yeah. He could he could fuck with a lot of stuff. But. Screw things up even more. And I don't know. It would kind of be funny, but but tragic at the same time, if literally on transition day, whatever it's called, uh inauguration day. You see the Secret Service literally dragging Trump out. <laughs> the Biden campaign actually released a statement earlier today. I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't want to spend the time to find it. But there's a lot of angst about Trump not conceding. Like people are like, oh, he's not going to concede. He's not. And as numerous people have pointed out on the news, and I will reiterate here, there is no legal requirement for someone to concede, right? Once the election is done, the American people pick the president. It doesn't matter whether he concedes or not. That's irrelevant. There is no, that's just a courtesy thing. There's no legal requirement for him to concede. But the Biden campaign released a statement earlier today saying the American people vote for the president and the federal government is more than capable of removing trespassers from from the building. Right. Hey, actually, we I was watching... I think we were watching ABC News at that time, and one of the and he's a demo, he he's obviously I don't know his name, but he's obviously a Democrat, and he said he did not think it was good for them to release that particular statement. Why? That he thought it was a little too 
it was going down to Trump's level a little bit. It, but it wasn't. They should just it was, ignore it, it was the what Biden, Trump is saying. It was the Biden campaign saying it, not Joe Biden. You're you're allowed to have your underlings punch Trump. So my week. Well, we'll talk a little bit about our weeks because you know why not. So my week on election day, I could not. I just I could not watch it on television. I couldn't sit there and watch them lighting up different states and all that. I I could not bring myself to do it. And so we watched, we've been watching this Queen's Gambit show on Netflix, which is very good, by the way. Yeah, I know. I listen to your daily podcast, The Geeky Gay, at thegeekygay.com. And you're uh, suggesting that people watch it. You gave it your highest really good possible you said and i quote i cannot recommend it enough true i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it and it makes me want to learn chess but i think chess is probably too hard and to be good at so i probably would get bored because i start projects and then don't finish those grapes are probably so so i we watched that but i had my phone in my hand the whole night and i was I had it on the Google. If you just Google results, just the word results. Yes. You get a map. You could say results 2020, 2020 results, 2020 election results. Mm-hmm. But you could also just Google the word results. It brings up a map. The the map. Yeah, the map. And the map. And you can click on the states and see the counties and all that good stuff. And I was I just am continually. the voter in the county. Yes. I was continually refreshing that. Every five minutes, probably even less. And what was worrying me, because no one talked about this, this was not necessarily expected, or if it was, no one talked about it. Mm-hmm. Michigan and Wisconsin yes. were like way, way, not as much as Pennsylvania, but they were going handily towards Trump Yes, that evening. And everywhere you looked... They were expected, they weren't even really counted as swing states. They were, they were like, these are going to be blue. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I'm sure a lot of the country was like, whoa, whoa what? <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, this is all of these various places that I checked had him winning those two states easily. Yeah. They weren't even worried about. And even, I think we watched news at some point and they were even saying it, I don't, I'm probably misquoting, but I feel like there were some comments about them being surprised that Trump had such a lead in those two states. Again, that, that was the day of voting. Yeah, he, he, a lot of states had that day in voting lead. And then when they started adding in the mail-in ballots, which a lot of those states are allowed to pre-count those and they add in those numbers on that night. So, so then we go to bed and I couldn't sleep very well, but then I get up and the next morning, I believe by the next morning, either when I woke up or shortly after I woke up, the tide had turned on Wisconsin and Michigan both. Yeah. And I was feeling a little bit better. And then I thought, oh, look, Nevada and Arizona as well. And, and you know, even uh, Nessa lives in Arizona. She does. And she was all happy. Now, explain this to me. I I think I know the answer to this, but explain this to me anyway. I realize that when news stations call a state, Mm -hmm. it is based on some fancy math that they do (laughs) to figure out. It's not that fancy, but yes, it's based off off of exit polls and and 
in the results. Yeah. Yes. But they called Arizona. By the way, Fox News called Arizona. Fox Yay, News. Fox. And somebody else. The AP? Was it the AP? The AP. Yeah. It was the AP. AP yeah. and Fox News both called Arizona. And I don't know. I feel like only 50% of the vote had come in at that point or something crazy. They still had. Yeah, 20% actually. 700,000 or more votes outstanding and they mm-hmm. called Arizona. How can you be so confident with so many votes left? Because of exit polling and because of history and for there's a whole bunch of I mean, there's people that get paid a lot of money to to figure these things out. By the way, neither Fox News nor AP has taken back that projection. No, if you go look haven't. at the AP bank. It's like Arizona is still called for Biden on both of those services. It's not called for Biden on NBC or New York Times or a lot of other places, but. ABC, NBC, CBS, any of those, none of those, CNN, none of them. And when you, and it's jarring when you go from watching, from looking at the AP thing and then you turn on CNN, I don't know about MSNBC, but you turn it on and those states are still gray. Yeah. And (laughs) you know, the thing that you have to understand is like, do you know what percentage of the vote is actually counted in California? I feel like this is going to be a stupid answer now, but I would have assumed that, oh, you mean as of right now? No, I mean, as of by the time that they called California for Biden, do you know what percentage of the vote was counted no, in California? No Probably about 5%. Because California is just a deep blue state. And so exit polling tells them, exit polling are those people that are standing outside of the polls and asking people what they just did. It's way more reliable than calling people on the phone and asking you what, could they're, lie. what they're going to do. But most people don't. It's like, there's... A, A couple of anecdotal examples of people lying about it, but exit polling has been used as a high watermark in foreign elections to basically ensure that there was no shenanigans happening in that in that election. If the exit polls radically disagree with what the actual results are, it comes down to a case of, oh, wait, was there shenanigans or was it a case like here where we had a lot of mail in voting? And so the people we were talking to weren't you know, the people that we're voting for were heavily going for one candidate or another because it's the United States of America. And for some reason we made voting on election day, a fucking political uh, situation. You know, I've, I must've never lived in a state that mattered because I've never seen pollsters outside of my place. They don't care. (laughs) They're like, we're not going to do exit polls in Arkansas. We already know. There's no need. Don't spend your money. I lived in Texas. Again, we don't need exit pollsters in Texas. Well, I mean, this year. Yeah, this year they maybe, do. And this but, year in Georgia. I mean, we, that, that's the, I think that's the buried story here is that we took Georgia. Yeah. But, well, it's what? 4,000 votes at this point or something. Five. It was for a it long, was, the longest time it was less than a thousand. Yeah. And then. And now it's at four. Well, it was at 4,000 before 5, this 000, show started. Maybe it's 5,000. I haven't I looked. Uh, since the show has started, I haven't looked there. Let me just check real quick. That doesn't tell me the numbers, so I don't know. On the AP one, if you click on the, if you click, if you just Google results, like I said before. Yeah. And then if you click on the state, it tells you. Let's see. It's not going to tell me. So, if, well, I, well, I can do it. I can do it right now. So we're not I had to Georgia. click on a thing. I had to click on another thing. Uh, well, no, it doesn't tell me what the difference is. No, it doesn't is. tell me the it doesn't tell you the difference. Yeah. You just have to do math, Dan. I can't do math. It's, if I could do 2 million, math, I would have a real job. It's two million four hundred and fifty two thousand oh, well, twenty five 
for Donald Trump and two million four hundred and fifty six thousand eight hundred and forty five. Okay, that's four thousand four thousand twenty five or something. So like four thousand and twenty. Anyway, the point is that there is no point. Yeah, there is a point. Here's the thing that you don't understand about Georgia is Georgia has a law that says that if a candidate does not win, if a Senate Senate candidate doesn't win 50% of the, more than 50% of the vote, they have to have a runoff. So both Republican seats in Georgia are now in runoff against Democrats. So we could very well take both Senate seats in Georgia as well. And then it would be 50-50 from what I hear. Correct. So that anyway, that's how that's and how you, my first you, couple of you days. You do went. know that if it's fifty fifty, that Mitch McConnell is out of a job because if it's fifty fifty, the whoever controls the executive branch is the controlling party. Oh. No, I didn't know that. Because the vice president is the overseer of the Senate. So it goes to the party of the vice president. So it'd be Kamala. Well, I mean, Kamala would break a tie in the Senate anyway as vice president, but if the it comes down to if the the seats in the Senate are fifty fifty, the Speaker of the well, what's it called the the not Speaker of the House. What's what's Mitch's title other than douchebag? Speaker uh, of the no, no, that's Speaker of the that's House. That's the Senate. He's yeah, the President. Senate of the majority Senate leader. Thank leader. you. All right, so he's the majority leader in the Senate. So the majority leader's position goes to the party of the Vice President if it's fifty fifty in the Senate. Well, one can only dream. I'm yawning. Yawning because it's just, it's that show. Oh, I, have, I have a feeling this so, is going to be like the worst episode of Mix Minus we've ever made. It is not. It's not. I hate it when you say that. You should never, even if it is a bad show, you should never say it. Never. <laughs> like when you used to call things train wrecks all the time. It drove it's me nuts. But anyway. Fucking um, train wreck, Adam. The other thing that I did. Yes. Is I started, I don't remember if this was last night or the night before last. But there were so many Nevada memes, and I found them so funny, probably because I was tired of waiting on votes to come in. But I saw you, you, see, you earlier this evening tweeted out something about Arizona saying that it's going to be 2024 by the time that Nevada yeah, gives it. That wasn't and, a meme. I was just. But my, my question on this, I, I'll let you talk about your memes, but my question to you is. Why do you care about Nevada? Nevada has six piddly little votes. It's like Pennsylvania wins the election. Why do you care about Nevada? It's it's a six vote throwaway. Who cares? It's Nevada. Well, if Nevada and Arizona both. Yeah, if Arizona. Both go for Biden, he also wins. So Georgia's so close that I feel like that one's the most likely to go back toward it probably won't, but I feel like it's the most likely because there's the smallest. There, gap will, there. there will definitely be a recount in both Wisconsin and in Georgia. I don't think either one of those is going to change the results, though. I don't have much to say about except I was just tickled by all these memes. Like the sloth from that animated movie. Oh yeah. Flash. And they're like it was here's wait, the, that animated movie. You don't know what animated the bunny, movie was the bunny one, wasn't it? The, the, one with bunny, the bunny movie, Adam. You don't know what the movie. name of the bu- officer Judy Hopps was from yeah. what movie, Adam? I can't remember the name of the movie. Shakira same the theme same sang the theme song for it. It was the one with the bunnies. The one with the bunnies. Yes. Bunny it had movie. A bunny. Officer Judy Hopps. The bunny movie twenty fifteen. It was called know. Zootopia. Oh, yeah, that one. Zootopia. <laughs> right. So that one was funny. There was um, there was one with the the woman from 
the old woman from Titanic. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about um, they just now finished or something. They start. And then there was, I don't know. They're not, they're not for audio. All I want to say is, because you have to see them. They're visual. Yeah, that's most but memes are I, visual. Yeah, that's. I that's, found uh, them yeah. hilarious. Did you, did you look at any of them? No, because I don't care about Nevada. But they're fun. Don't, don't you just enjoy having a chuckle? Unless, unless we have listeners in Nevada, in which case I, Every, love, I love Nevada. Lovano's my favorite. Every now and again, let's see. Um, they even have news articles now that are literally just embedding the tweets and the Instagram posts of these memes. That's the whole article. Okay. Well, I'll have Regardless. to take a look at them, Adam. I'll have to take your word for this this humor that you speak of, and I will, I will go and and take a look at them. They were funny. A lot of them were funny. funny. So I did that. So, so your week was just uh, spent being completely confident and not worrying at all. My week was spent uh, Tuesday night. I was a bit stressed, and then I fell under the spell of the dulcet tones of one Steve Kornacki, who was going through all kind of math. And I was like, "Ah, oh, okay, I get it." And you know who it was that kind of talked me down off the ledge? It was former Republican. Uh, the former, what do they yes. call the guy? What do they call the guy? I don't, I don't know. Who Michael you're Michael Steele. He was the. He, what's I don't know who is Reince Priebus? It, it's that it's not the head of the Republican Party. Is the the head of the RNC? I thought that was a woman. RNC chair. Thank you. Our executive producer is is passing me notes here off stage. Uh, yes, the RNC chair Michael Steele was on MSNBC, and he was like, you know what? The Biden campaign never had any plans on winning Georgia or winning Texas or winning Florida. They didn't spend a lot of time campaigning in those. Their their strategy was always Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. That was always their strategy. Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. That was their strategy. That's where they focused their attention. So it was other people that got excited by seeing polls that were going like, oh my God, we could flip Florida. I was one of those people, by the way. Uh, We could flip Georgia. We could flip North Carolina. It's like... Those things didn't happen. We didn't flip Texas. We didn't flip Florida. We didn't flip North Carolina. We did flip Georgia, but yeah. it's one of those, that was never Biden's plan. It was a nice little dessert afterwards. It was a nice little uh, cherry on the top, but it's not integral to their plan of winning 270 votes. So you were a little bit nervous and then I was a little bit nervous and then came I, under the spell of, of- And then the next morning, um, when Michigan and Wisconsin had flipped- I was good. I was like, okay, great. Look, Arizona, which in which he was vastly ahead at that point. Arizona and Nevada puts him exactly at 270. There we go. Done. End of story. And then once Pennsylvania started coming in, I'm like, okay, there we go. We're done. Pennsylvania is done. Pennsylvania. The, people were dancing in the street in Pennsylvania today, Adam. There was all, did you see those on Twitter? All the, the dance videos yes. of people out there dancing in the street? Anyway, Did right, you let's, see let's the start. videos? Did you see the video of the women praying <laughs> for Trump yeah. outside of the outside of the uh, the vote yeah. counting place? Yeah, and and yeah. also I I know I mean I know everyone has talked about how ridiculous it is. However, I have to talk about it just for a second. Okay, how do you how do you say you must? Stop all the votes, the counting, 
in states where you're ahead because any other ones that come in after I'm ahead must be fraudulent. Yes. But any state you're currently behind in, you must count all the votes. Right. How do you do that? How do you do that? You do that because you're Donald we, Trump and you're, you're an egomaniac who has no compunction whatsoever of lying all the time, just constantly. If you're opening your mouth, you're lying. But yeah, it, you you were you called this on the geeky gay. You, you talked about this on your show. <laughs> so- there there are Republicans in Pennsylvania <laughs> who were screaming, "Stop the vote! Stop the vote!" And there are Republicans in Arizona going right. like, "Count every vote! Count every vote!" It it's all just it it's parlor games and it, it's all just politics at this point in time. The thing are about there- do you know that the Trump administration has well not the Trump administration but the Trump campaign has filed six different lawsuits, possibly more, all of them have been shot down. They've not won a single lawsuit because there's nothing, there's there's no fraud that they can point to. There's no, it's like the one ruling that they had in Pennsylvania that allowed the poll, the poll watchers to stand a little bit closer. They were asserting that no poll watchers were allowed in. In fact, Trump has been repeating that endlessly. No poll watchers were allowed in, that they're restricting, you know, they're not allowing the poll watchers to come in. The judge in that case actually asked the the Republican, the person that was representing the Trump campaign, are you saying that there were no overseers inside this counting room? And he had to, you know, under oath, basically it's like, no, there, there were, there were there, but they were, they were 20 feet away. Are Republicans stupid or do they have no integrity? Which of the the two things are, which of the two things? All right, here's the thing. You're dealing at this point in time, you're dealing with lawyers. You're dealing with freelance lawyers because the Trump the Trump campaign, I got to quit saying Trump administration. The the Trump campaign does not have lawyers in every single state. So they've opened it up now to say, hey, lawyers, if you can find something to go in and, and contest, if you can find some reason to go in and contest things, we'll pay for it. So there are freelance lawyers in all of these states. That's why they they had something in Georgia where they were able to eliminate 53 votes. It's like now that I said like, but the Trump campaign is going to have to pay that lawyer his lawyer fees to get those 53 votes kicked out. It's like Trump has basically thrown it out. I wish I could find this thing. There was a, a. But what I want to know, besides the counting thing. Because a lot of Republicans, no matter what he says, no matter how obvious it is, yes, that it's a lie. Yes. Okay, but that, all right. And I talked about this last well, night on the Archer Gangbang, Adam. Something that you can listen to over at Archer Radio. I talked about this. You, what you don't understand is, you do not live in the same reality as these people. Their entire media diet, everything that they are told by listening to talk radio, by listening, watching Fox News and listening to Alex Jones or whoever their person that they want to listen to is. They're being told things that are not true, but they're not, they have no contrast to that. They're accepting no, that as fact. So they're, get, they're living off of an entirely different uh, diet of news than you are. Now you could you could argue this, but I, I not you. A person could argue this, but I just would like to say, I you can watch ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, CNN, MSNBC, Look at whatever. You. 
Yes, all Fox. All the other ones. No, not Fox. Okay, not Fox. You can listen to all of those. You can read New York Times, Washington Post, mm-hmm. all of these different newspapers. Any of these places, any of these media outlets you can go to. And for the most part, they're saying the same thing. Yes. The only place where you can go that's saying something different is Fox News and probably AM radio. But I mean Fox News mostly. Okay. So you could so are they saying that every other single media outlet other than Fox News are all in on this big conspiracy? They don't know because they don't listen to and them. they don't listen to them. They read websites that like Red State and other like the Blaze and uh, Glenn Beck and they 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 read these websites that reinforce what they're hearing on both talk radio and on their news. They live in a bubble. That this is this is what we've been talking about about social media for a long time. It allows you to exist in a bubble where you don't ever hear anybody who is disagreeing with you. And by the time you do hear somebody that is disagreeing with you, you've already internalized the information that you've taken in from these sources that you trust. That you, they trust Fox News, Adam. Just like I just said Fox News, and you said, oh God, no, not Fox. It's because you do not trust Fox News. They feel the exact same way about CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC. They feel the exact same way about them. This is their universe. That's what I'm trying to say. You do not. But isn't the fact that we have like 20 different outlets and they have one? Mm Mm-hmm. Does does that not tell you I, there's one outlet that actually speaks the truth? Everybody else is duping everyone. I like I Adam. Adam, you're talking about people that believe that COVID is a hoax, even though every country on the planet has COVID. So, in order to believe that COVID is a hoax, you actually have to, in your brain. Decide that China is lying to us, Japan is lying to us, Europe is lying to us, Russia is lying to us, uh, France is lying to us, Italy is lying. They honestly believe that the entire world is not just the this rest is of the what country. I don't understand. This okay, is what I, so I because saying. that is the diet that they are fed. They are fed this from the sources that they trust. So are they ignorant, or do they just not give a fuck? They are gullible. Because, because uh, here's here's what could be the truth, but this is almost worse. They all know that it's all lies, and they don't give a damn because they're getting conservative judges on the Supreme Court, and they're like, "That's great." I feel that and, it's it's more nuanced than that. I feel that they don't want it to be true, and they're being told that it's not true by people that they otherwise trust, so they go with that. So because they don't want it to be true. Someone on the television is telling them it's not true, and that makes them feel better, so they agree with that and they move on. And it's not just one person on television telling them that. It's all day long on Fox News. They're but it's all one of the station. Host. Okay, but that one station is what they watch. Also, do they not see that the Fox News desk, <laughs> the news desk contradicts the talking heads uh-huh. at night? Yes. That makes no sense. They fired Shepard Smith because he wouldn't get on the bandwagon. It's ridiculous. Okay. Uh, So I wanted to, speaking of COVID, you you mentioned COVID. This is really quick. My mom calls 
I may have mentioned that song. I have no idea. My was mom she, was she coughing the other day. Yeah, she was. Oh, did you record the cough? No. So my mom calls the other day and she says, hey, I uh, just wanted to let you know, we may go see your brother this weekend. Would you guys keep the dog? But I'm not feeling well, so I'll let you know tomorrow. And then she coughs as she's saying that. Mm-hmm. And she says, yeah, I woke up with a sore throat and I've been having stomach issues. And she always has stomach issues, though. So that's not a big, I mean, so she has like, even... sorry. So. Anyway, she lists off all these things, like all of these things. And this is my mom. This is the same woman who a couple of months ago referred to my aunt as wearing a her Democrat mask. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I don't know why. I mean, I know why, but I mean, Mm -hmm. I think it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to, you know, I'm not, I'm a non-confrontational person and I'm a people pleaser, but even much more so with my parents. So then I'm like, whoa, I, I, but I couldn't even bring myself to say, hey, mom, maybe you should go take a COVID test. Yes. I just could like I couldn't for, for whatever reason. I just did not want to get in that conversation. And so she probably wouldn't. If she's a Fox today, News watcher, she's not going to go take a COVID test because she believes that COVID is no worse than the flu and there's no need to be afraid or to be concerned about it. Yeah. I mean, there's that as well. So today. She texts us and says, well, I checked in with her. I said, you know, how are you feeling? I just wanted to make sure you're feeling okay. And I was thinking not in the hospital on a ventilator, but that's not what I said. And she said, yes, I'm feeling better, but we're not going to go out of town this weekend. But I would really love to see my two sons. Ah, so she can cough on you. I have not responded. She, I, I haven't responded to the text message. And then she called me and I didn't answer. Because (laughs) I can't bring myself to tell her, mom, we don't know what that was that you had slash have, and I'm not going to be irresponsible and come over there and (sighs) like, because I don't want to get in that conversation. And so now I'm just avoiding talking to my mom. Well, let me, let me give you some hope here, Adam. Uh, MIT (laughs) has developed an AI model that was able to identify 98.5% with, with a 95 point, 98.5% accuracy by listening to coughs, people who had COVID, even, even when they were non-symptomatic. Apparently, the COVID virus that infects your respiratory system changes the, the characteristics of your cough that human hearing can't detect the difference, but... This AI model was was given like a, a whole like thousands of different coughs from people in different stages of infection and non-infection, and it learned a pattern. It did some machine learning there and learned a pattern. It's like it's to the point. I just said like it's to the point that they are thinking about if they can make this into a, a mobile app, it would actually be more accurate than like taking people's temperatures outside. So do you just of, want uh, me to say, mom, would you cough again for me? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be an involuntary cough. It doesn't even have to be an involuntary cough. You can just go, <coughs> like, you can just cough. It's like, yeah. But I just thought that was, that was me. I know that, that earlier this year we had an AI that was detecting uh, diabetes just by looking at the irises of, of people. Now I'll admit, I, I, if I was coughing and had a sore throat, I might not get a test, but that's only because I, 
I, I'm I have a fear of doctors and and things like that, and I don't want to be told I'm dying. But I would not go anywhere for 14 days. Okay, uh, I would just stay home because if I'm at home, well, Mark would already have it, right? Yes. So there's if, if I <laughs> we sleep in the same bed. Yes. If I had something, he would have it as well. But I wouldn't. I would not come in contact with anyone else for at least 14 days mm-hmm. if I had any symptoms like that. So. I don't know. That's you, it. You that, would be like you would be like Rachel Maddow, which Rachel Maddow like right. wasn't even on air tonight. She has now quarantined herself for 14 days because someone close to her tested positive. And even though she is tested negative, she is doing the responsible thing and staying away from her coworkers for 14 days. Right. So that's what I would do, but my mom's just like coughing, sore throat, whatever. I'm surprised she didn't go. And I can't smell anything. It's really weird. Oh, there you go. That's that's the problem. Once no, they start getting into that, that, yeah, that's that's the problem when they start getting into the so. More I don't know symptoms. what I'm. Gonna, I, I'm either going to just avoid her for the next 14 days. Adam, she'll your think mother. I'm dead. You can't avoid your mother. You should talk to her like a human being. Say, you know, mom, I'm not. You have a cough. You're 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 saying some of the symptoms of why am I looking at the wrong Trello? You're you're saying some symptoms of COVID 19, and that kind of bothers me. And Maybe maybe we can video chat. Yeah, we'll see. I, I'll have to respond to her by tomorrow for sure. I say I won't, but I'll have to because she'll worry. So, all right, Adam. You know what? Nope. Let's take a break. Okay. News game. It's the news game. It's the news game. What questions will he ask? It is the Mix Minus News Game. I was so wrapped up in singing that I didn't have my finger on the slider over here on the mixtures. So it was like really loud, like instead of like like fading it down. See, I was pushing it in the wrong direction, Adam. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. I do. This is a segment of the show where Adam will read me five hand-picked questions from the New York Times News Quiz. If you'd like to play along at home, just head over to nytimes.com, search for News Quiz, and you will find an 11-question quiz that comes out every Friday in the New York Times. Like I said, Adam's going to pick five of those questions. All of them are multiple choice. If I get stuck, I will ask Adam for the choices. I'll try to answer them without it first. (sighs) That seemed very sloppy. That seemed like a very sloppy intro. And I know that Vera is going to try to ding me on saying like there, but I said it seemed like a very sloppy intro, and I believe that that was a cromulent use of the word like. Adam, what is our first question on the news quiz this evening? All right. The first one is a White House memo warned that, quote, we are entering the most concerning and most deadly phase of this pandemic. Who wrote that message? Oh, wow. I've been paying attention to the election this week. I haven't really been reading the news. All right, Adam, what are my choices? Dr. Scott Atlas. Uh-huh. Dr. Deborah Burks. Oh, yeah, I think it was her. But go ahead. Dr. Anthony Fauci or Dr. Robert Redfield. So it was either Fauci or Burks, but um, what was the... Read the question again. Who... who wait, it, it was a it White came, House memo. A White House memo. Yeah, so Fauci is not in the White House right now. So it's for, for it to be a White House memo, it would have to be Burks. That is my answer, Adam. I say Burks. Sweet. Yeah, that's correct. Dr. Burks, the White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator, 
delivered a stark private warning on Monday telling Trump administration officials that the pandemic was entering a new and deadly phase that demanded a more aggressive approach. Yeah, it, it, uh, Fauci doesn't actually work for the White House. He works for the National Institute of Health. So he would he can't be directly fired by Trump. He would have to have the head of the NIH fire him. So, Which state decriminalized small amounts of cocaine, heroin, and methamphetamine? Oh, that was Oregon. That is correct. Yes. Oregon voted on Tuesday. Also known as where I'm going to go next year when this virus is over. For cocaine, heroin, and methamphetamine? Yeah, why not? I'd like to go uh, just walk into a 7-Eleven. I was like, do you have any meth? Meth will mess you up. (laughs) If, no, but if, I just if like, nothing else. You could just go into Seven Eleven like for bit o meth or something. It's like they would have ads on TV. Hey, are you feeling like kind of sluggish in the daytime? Do you do you not really care about your teeth? Try some bit o meth. You know, it's it's a shame that those hard drugs are so hard on your body and kill you eventually and make you look so ugly. Yeah, that's why you should because have pot if not, and mushrooms. If not. One side effect of of being addicted to all of those is being skinny. So if I could if I could take some meth and have no other side effects other than being skinny, I think I would do it. But there well, are just too many. Right, if that's your goal, then just take speed. But there, well, that can kill you as well. That can cause you to have a heart attack, and and that's also illegal, right? No, Adderall. Just get diagnosed with ADHD, and they'll give you Adderall. They'll give it, hand it to you like candy. Oh, you can't do that one because it's a picture. California voters overwhelmingly approved <laughs> Proposition 22. Why do you say it so weird, Adam? It's You said it that way. It's this is a huge win for which group? Okay. Prop 13, did you say? Prop 22. Oh, Prop 22. <laughs> I didn't even get the right numbers there. I barely knew the propositions here in Florida, much less part. So give me my, give me my choices here. Gig companies. Oh, yes. Local government, school districts, or Uber and Lyft drivers. Okay, so read the question again. California voters overwhelmingly approved Proposition 22. Yes. This is a huge win for which group? Yeah, gig companies. Gig companies. That we, it would include Uber and Lyft, but it actually any gig company. That was the one where they wanted them to become employees, but instead of independent contractors, because that way they would be under a certain protection that have to have like health insurance and things like that. A toddler was rescued from the rubble of her home on Monday, 65 hours after her apartment building collapsed during a devastating earthquake. I heard of no, I heard of no earthquakes this week. The magnitude 7.0 earthquake caused deaths and injuries in which two countries? You always got to have the one, don't you, Burns? You always got to, like, pull the one that I'm not going to win. There, uh, there are no funny. I don't see any, like, funny or... Right, what are my choices? All, these what are, are all my boring. Choice? What are my choices? Albania and Croatia. Mm-hmm. Armenia and Turkey. You, you know, uh, my my co-host on That Darnovis is Armenian. Italy and Slovenia. Mm-hmm. Turkey and Greece. It's interesting. After our conversation last week... I went to Mark and I said, how do you pronounce this? And he said, Armenia? <laughs> and I said, yeah, Armenia. He said, oh, Armenia? I was like, dang it. Am I the only one on the planet? Yes, Adam. Regardless. Yes, you were. Um, the 
and that wasn't last week. That was the week before. But I feel like turkey in Greece sounds too much like Thanksgiving. Like potato, <laughs> potato. You're just going to deep fry your turkey in Greece. So I'll go with, you know what? I'll go with Armenia. And what was it? Armenia and Croatia? It was Albania and Croatia, Armenia and Turkey, Italy and Slovenia. I'll go with or Turkey. I'll, and I'll go with Armenia and Turkey uh, in in honor of Vera Charles slash okay. Scott. The answer is Turkey and Greece. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, how many have we done? Where are we? On I don't four? know. I was counting on you keeping it's track of to, these things. It's hard I, to know it this. Felt like it, five. The, it felt like five. I felt like I got four right and one wrong. Uh, no, that was number four. Oh, that was number four. Damn it. All right, Sean Connery, who found international fame as Hollywood's original James yeah. Bond, and went on to a long, award-winning film career. Died last weekend at age 90. Yes. Which Bond film was his last? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, what, are, what are my choices? All right. Diamonds are forever. Mm-hmm. Goldfinger. Never say never again. Or you only live twice. All right. So I know that Goldfinger was Roger Moore. And... Goldfinger. No, sorry. And uh, you only live, you only die twice? What was you that? only live twice. Only live twice. Never twice. say never again. Goldfinger or Diamonds Are Forever. All right. Diamonds Are Forever was not Sean Connery. So I'm left with Never Say Never or You Only Live Twice. Do you have that music? <laughs> I have nothing here. This is a 50-50. I feel like a Republican voter, like reading a uh, amendment for the very first time on election day. Um, I'm going to go with never say never. All right. Sweet. You are correct. It's never say never again, which RT Cruiser says is not canon. I... What does that mean? Like William Conrad? I I didn't realize there was canon. Hi, listeners. This is Daniel from the future. And Adam from the future? Yes. Uh, We're here to explain to you why the audio is about to get way worse in the show. Because my SD card. Because Adam didn't. If you scroll up in the chat room, if you scroll up in the chat room, I guarantee you that our executive producer, Cyclone, said something about the SD card at the beginning of the show. All right. So. The problem is, is that Adam ran out of space on his SD card. We normally record each individual. That's why, dear listener, what you're about to hear is going to sound crappy. I apologize for Adam's uh, fault. (laughs) I I also am sorry. For, uh, by the way. Yes. My favorite and really the only James Bond in my heart is Sean Connery. Really? Yeah. I, I kind of feel like the current one is really good. I've really liked Sean Connery. I've just a but big what, fan. who's the current guy? Daniel Craig. Yeah, Dan, Daniel Craig. I thought he was really good. All right, we, we have one more set of trivia questions. I kind of liked the way we did it last time. Oh, so for, we've we I see in you, your hand, you Adam. Do? I see in your hand a trivial pursuit card yeah. randomly chosen from the genus genus what? Four. 
genus for okay hit me with it hit you me. couldn't remember the word no you need uh the the minute clock oh god damn it you're not ready i'm not not you didn't know we were going to do this every week. We may not do it every I week, but I like it. I thought it. I thought it went well. I got to find this thing, Adam. Like a stall, stall, Adam, stall. Well, you need a, you need a. So they're saying in the chat room, it's not a broccoli production, which I didn't realize that broccoli had anything to do with making James Bond. I'm assuming that's the name of the production company or something like that. But I really didn't know that the production company would have anything to do with Canon. Canon is usually like the original story kind of like star wars history or star wars canon or something like that it has to do with the original story as intended without the fan fiction and all of that stuff and all right we're going with this one this canon week. was william conrad i'm i'm totally yeah william conrad <laughs> we talked about this on that darn elvis Canon was William. There was a TV show called Canon that had an obese oh. older man as a somehow physically active uh, detective named Canon. Anyway, go ahead, Adam. I'm ready. Tell me when to go. Go. No, read me the first question. As soon as you're done oh. reading the first question, then I'll <laughs> click on go. What beer was named after Hamburg's red light district? You have to start playing the music. I am, I am, I am, I am. Um, oh, the red light district, that's Amsterdam. Uh, a- a- Amstel. Uh, no. What California coastal town hosted the first major rock festival in 1967? 1967. Uh, San Francisco. Incorrect. What did presidential press secretary Ron Ziegler refer to as the downside of a terrific year? Dying? No, Watergate. What large animal starves to death after losing its sixth and last set of teeth? Elephants. That's correct. What buffalo star rushed for 13, 19, and 37 yards? Jesus Christ, I don't know. Fast, fast. All right. And lastly, what does a taraphobic picador fear? Taradorophobia. Oh, shit. I ran out of time, Daniel. I could not complete the question. What was it? What was it? Taradoric Furbador? What? A Taraphobic Picador. Yeah, okay. Because Taurus Bull. Yeah, okay. I could see where it would be Bull. It's Bull. Yeah. yeah. Anti Vera. No, but, I, yeah. Um, I, I didn't come up. I read that in the chat room. Yeah. Uh, you got one out of five there, Daniel. Well, that's uh, an improvement. For- I'm telling you guys. By the way, the hard elephant. Hard questions. Hard ele- questions. Elephant was a total guess. I didn't I didn't realize that. That they die. That's kind of sad. I know. Six they pairs. lose their last set of teeth and then they Six just can't eat. The what thing a horrible that, death. Well, the thing that sucks about an elephant is their gestation period is like three years or something. They have to like walk around pregnant for like three fucking years. That was two likes in one sentence. All right. All right. So you, you, you've done well, but not on the Trivial Pursuit questions. All right. Well, Adam, uh, that was the news quiz. That's the segment of the show where we do the things with the other things, and then, then I win.
Yes, Daniel. We stream live every Friday night on Pride48.com in front of the world's most amazing chat room. We haven't talked about them this evening. Who is joining us in the chat room this evening? We have Antivira Charles, which likes he likes to go by Scott now. Cyclone, RT Cruiser, and Yaz Mamadou. Excellent. And Excellent, uh, we're, yeah. we're thankful for all of them being here. And uh, oh my God, I'm going to sneeze. You too can join us in the chat room every Friday evening around 10 p.m. Eastern if you go to pride48.com and click on the chat button. And we will talk to you for hours before we start recording. And then <laughs> hours, we'll record. just literally hours. And, and we'll stay up until the wee hours of the morning mm-hmm. having a good old time on the live stream. You know, Adam, we have an executive producer on this show. His name is Cyclone, and he sends us a bin dossier. Sends us a bin? <laughs> sends us a big dossier of material every single week from the Mix Minus Research Center Archives and Test Kitchen for November 6th, Adam. Oh, we have a test kitchen? Yeah. Today is actually National Nachos Day. Today, November 6th, National Nachos Day. I don't like nachos, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because the whole point of a chip is to be crunchy. (laughs) Otherwise, you might as well eat corn tortillas without cooking them. You you might as well just take a package of corn tortillas and munch on them. I would like to submit that perhaps you've just never had good nachos. And here's what happens when you put cheese on top of a chip. It turns back into a soft corn tortilla. It yeah, gets no. If you soft, leave a chip mushy. in a cheese, yeah, but not if you dip so, a no, chip in a cheese. So no, but nachos, nachos by definition are chips that have had things poured over them, and, so they and sprinkled over them, and then you eat them that way. I love chips and queso, chips and dip, but I want the bowl of cheese. To be separate. This tells me two things, Adam. Number one, you've never had good nachos. And number two, you don't eat fast enough. Uh, in 19, I don't eat fast. In 1957, Cam Clarks had his birthday. Do you know who Cam Clark was, Adam? I don't. You, Is he Kelly Clarkson's long lost uncle? He was not. I'm, I'm curious. I have to wait eight seconds for Scott to, to actually hear this because he's listening on the stream in the chat room. Scott, do you know who Cam Clark was ah look vera knows cam he, he's a voice actor for disney his disney credits include the lion king one and a half house of the mouse the little mermaid two return to the sea and the lion king two simba's pride little mermaid two is not much of a credit if i must say so all of those were like direct video <laughs> i'm pretty sure adam the it's on, like his credits include land before time number eight that was like Scott's <laughs> biggest film ever. Uh, the It wasn't just this election that wasn't called on Election Day, Adam. In 1860, it took until November 6th for Abraham Lincoln to be um, announced as the winner of the, of the election. Until when? November 6th, today. I'm sorry, I was reading the chat room. Is that the longest we've waited for someone to be announced the president? No, or? I'm just saying that for everyone that's like, oh my oh. God, this is going on forever, Abraham Lincoln wasn't announced president until- Because I believe one of the Bushes with the Chads, it was Oh yeah, longer. no, that was, was, that was much, way longer. That was like in December. Like February. No, it wasn't February. <laughs> Next year. Uh, according to Antivir Charles in the chat room, Cam Clark was an original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. 
See, that's a much better credit. <laughs> Marley, dude. Which one? Which one? Was he Raphael or... Um, Donatello, Michelangelo, or Leonardo? Look at you, knowing your turtle history. Which one wore yellow? Oh, I don't know the colors. I don't know the colors of the name. I just know the names of them. And Splinter was their sensei, and he was a rat. <laughs> that's, that's all I know. And there was a brain in a jar. And that was the bad guy? In 1977 on this day, a dam gives way in Georgia. Not related to the dam of blue votes it just gave way in Georgia as of this evening. But uh, on November 6, 1977, the Tokoa Falls Dam in Georgia gave way and 39 people died in the resulting flood. I'm not making light of the deaths, but it's it, it hasn't been much of a of of a wave, a blue wave. It was more of a blue trickle from the crack of the dam. It's like maybe they needed to see a urologist or something. Maybe. Their stream was a bit uh <laughs> obstructed. Yeah, it was it was it was under Or yeah. maybe they needed to do Kegels. Adam, One I'm gonna do this. I normally will play a theme song from a movie. Yeah. But tonight I'm gonna do it a little bit different. Tonight I'm going to play a clip of a number one billboard song from November 7th of some year. A number one billboard song mm-hmm. from November 7th. Of some year. You ready? Here we go, Adam. I'm ready. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Ice is back with a brand new ambition. That's as much as I know. What's your That's answer? Ice Ice Baby, Vanilla Ice. You're incorrect, Adam. This is actually Under oh. Pressure by Queen and David Bowie, which I was playing just to throw you off because uh, Ice, Vanilla Ice that stole that riff. Not. But this was the song that they stole, that he stole that riff from. But that was not a Billboard hit. Yeah, you were supposed to say it was none of them. Daniel, you're actually playing But under there's pressure. no way to know that because that is the exact same opening. Actually, fun fact, Vanilla Ice was sued for that. And he said in court, it was not the same song. He said his version went dum-dum-dum-dum-da-da-dum-dum, where theirs just went dum-dum-dum-da-da-dum-dum. So here, let me play Vanilla Ice's version here. No. no. No, that that's it. That's it right there. All right. So listen to it. So it goes dum 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 da da dum 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 da da dum. So it has a, a separate thing in the middle of the two. So listen. Okay, yeah, I so, got that, but so, the other one now. So he was saying that that was completely different than the other one which did not have that. Play giant. the other one. Though. I'm working on it. It's I only have one YouTube music account. I have to get back to it. Here we go. Oh, okay. That is so. That so is he's saying he, that was his his legal defense was but that one note made it a different. I, he lost, by the way. That didn't hold up because yeah, yeah, it's he, one note. He it's, lost. Yeah, yeah, he lost. Uh, on November sixth, uh, we have Emma Stone turn thirty two, Ethan Hawke turn fifty, and Sally Field turned 74. I'm sure for her birthday, she was actually walking down a hallway crying because she's done that in every movie she's ever been in. Okay. Like, like name a Sally Field movie that she didn't, it wasn't like walking down a hallway crying at some point during that movie. 
She's a good crier. She's kind of like, uh, what's her name from uh, Laura <sighs> Ozark? She's in Ozark with Jason Bateman. Oh, I haven't seen Ozark. Laura Dern? No. I don't know. Somebody in the chat room will tell me. Uh, but she, she always just looks concerned. Uh, I don't recognize anyone else. Oh, Maria Shriver, 61 today. And that's the only other person on this entire list that I... Oh, Rebecca... I don't want to say this because I never get... I always say Rebecca Romjan, but I was told that it was Rebecca, Rebecca Romaine. It's Rebecca Romaine, yeah. But it's spelled Romjan. So it, it's... <laughs> well, it's not. Oh, and Thandi Newton is 48. It is not Romjan. Oh, and Glenn, Glenn Fry uh, had his birthday. He's dead now, but uh, Glenn Fry from the Eagles. Oh, nice. Uh, Adam, I, I made mention to this in the pre-show because I was snuck, snickering about the, the, the poll quote on it. But according to the Weekly World News in 1995, the space shuttle was in a near collision with a giant UFO. It was the most dramatic close encounter ever revealed in a 23-second radio exchange. God, get back, move! NASA, Endeavor, Endeavor, what? Explain. The astronaut, what the? Where are we? Where is it? Where? It's gone. It's gone. And then, at some point, he says, my God, it's coming right at us. (laughs) It was a UFO, Adam. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we all heard about it. We all heard about it. We're watching that. um, That's very interesting. Speaking of, we're watching, I can't tell you if it's good or not yet, mm-hmm. but on Disney Plus, there's a, a series called, I want to say the right stuff, but then I feel like that's wrong. Yeah, there's a series, it's about the Is Astros. that what it's called? No, it's not called the right stuff, I don't but sure. Disney Plus, where's the plus? The... Linny. Oh, yeah. Laura Linny. Called- Laura Linny, by the way, was who I was Laura trying to Laura Linny. Yeah. It is called The Right Stuff. Oh, okay. Well, that's just silly. And it's got the guy from Suits. And yeah, that it's guy. Got a, it's got another guy from Limitless. He played the young guy in Suits. I don't know who he that was, is. He was married to Meghan Markle mm-hmm. in that show. I mean. Okay. And the guy from Limitless, who, and they're both cute. And oh, yeah. Other, no, I like the guy from Limitless. Yeah. Limitless is a really good TV show. It only lasted one season. I know, but it was such a good season. Uh, also in 1995, Ross Perot's secret plastic surgery to help him win the presidency. Well, he didn't. He, did he get a refund? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> All right, Adam. Uh, we'd like to point out that in this uh, week in 1965, on the cover of TV Guide was... The uh, uh, June Lockhart and Guy Williams. Do you know what TV show they were in? June Lockhart and Guy Williams. Mm-hmm. Let me just say, there's been a remake of this show recently. It's on Netflix as, an, as a Netflix original series. How about if I said, Danger, Danger, Adam Burns. Lost in Space. Yeah, it was off, Lost in Space, June Lockhart and Guy Williams in 1965. It, it must have been on the air for a few years because this is a color photograph. Oh, that doesn't mean that the TV show was color, but. I would like to apologize to you right now, mm-hmm. preemptively, for because my good recording ran out of space at 54 minutes. Oh, wow. So you will have to take the good audio and splice in bad audio for wow. anything after 54 minutes. Wow. <laughs> also, in 2010, on the cover of TV Guide, 
was uh, Juliana Margulies and uh, two other people. I don't know. It's the good wife. I, I don't know the name the of good the good wife. It's, yeah, it was a good wife. So there you go. I think that's it. I think I think that's all there is, Adam. That's all there is to that stuff. That's 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 all there is. Great. Get a packet every week. We would have more material, but people haven't like called us. That's true. Well, I have one other thing, but it's not really a story. I just no, wanted, and I may have mentioned this before, but Mark and I really want to travel, and we also really want an excuse not to go to Thanksgiving with the family. Yes. And so we we're trying to think of what we should do. And we don't want to fly because we really don't think that we, Put, we're just not comfortable in flying a, in, a, in a tube of recycled air. Right. Actually, you know what? And Airplanes change their air over really fast when they're flying. It's when they're on the tarmac that's the problem. Yeah, the airlines did some study and they said it's safe, but who knows? But of course they It would. really depends on how long you're at the gate. But So we don't want to fly. And so we want to drive, but... So there are two options. We can find some place where we can rent like an Airbnb sort of thing where we don't have to see a lot of people. We can just go. One time we rented an Airbnb house in Branson and it had a hot tub and it had all this stuff. And we just went, hung out. It had a kitchen. I mean, it was an entire house. We bought food. We cooked for ourselves, everything. But we've already kind of done that, and I thought, well, we could take a road trip, except it's not going to be comfortable in the car. Do you know and how fucking boring Branson, Missouri would be at this point in time? If, you, if you're not going to go watch a show, what is there to do in Branson, Missouri that you could be socially distanced from people? Well, nothing, but there's nothing anywhere that you could do. Anything we do. I'm just saying, if you're going to go stay in a house, then go for broke. Find one of those houses that's like on the Mojave Desert that like has this gorgeous panoramic view. But then we would have to fly. We're not going to fly. But you don't, you could drive to California. It's not that far. Well, we're not taking a three-week vacation. Then find something close to you. Find something close to you. Find some mountain house that has like, it's off the grid, like some mountain house that you can rent and, and be up in the mountains. But our second option I love that you're just idly dismissing everything I say. Go ahead. Well, yeah, but I haven't given you my options yet. Okay, what what are your options? The second option is rent an RV and find a good uh, drive, like the hill country of Texas or something that would be really pretty in fall colors or something like that, right? You don't want to be in an RV for that. And... We could take Sydney with us because we don't have anywhere to put her because my parents are going to be with the with the family over Thanksgiving week. So we can't I mean, we'd have to board her, which we really don't like doing. So RV now it's not cheap, but there is a local company that sells RVs that also rents them. Here's the, right, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop you right there. OK. Have you ever ridden in or driven an RV? Yeah, we well, it was a long time ago, but I loved it when I was a kid. Okay, oh, we you went weren't on a driving. trip in a Winnebago. You weren't driving. I was not driving. No. Driving a bus is not fun to do on leisurely drives like that because that means that the people that are not driving can enjoy the the foliage and can enjoy the the thing, but the person driving it is sweating fucking bullets because you have a seven hundred billion ton bus going down a grade of like 23% and you're like worried that the brakes are going to give out because it's like you have so much mass behind you. But I'm going to, I'm going to give you a solution, Adam. Okay. 
Have you thought about something? It's just you and mittens and, and Sydney and Sydney literally will fit in your palm. I would say, think way smaller. Think van. Think like, you know, like a camper van. If you could rent a camper van, A, it'll be a lot cheaper and you get better gas mileage, but also it's is as easy to drive as a car. I, I want to do something small, but the problem with that is finding a place near me that rents something. The only thing I've found so so far near me is the RV place that rents a seven sleeper RV. Oh my they God. didn't have they didn't have anything smaller than that. Yeah, you don't want that. Those things get two miles to the gas. Scott's in the chat room. He can tell you that uh, RVs do not get good gas mileage. Something that sleeps well, I, seven I don't people. Ex- I don't expect it to get good. No, I mean ga- like horribly we, bad gas. Like you're going to have yeah, to pump 300 gallons into it every 30 miles. It's like when it, we, well, that's exaggerated. That's an exaggeration. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. When we, go, when, when we go on vacations, we spend a good amount of money. So I feel like for the cost of renting a hotel and airfare and all of that, we could still come in pretty close. But I am worried about driving something that big because I have never... I've driven a U-Haul. I have driven a U-Haul. And so there is, but a U-Haul, I feel like a set, I don't know how big a seven Where are you located? Two, 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 tango. Seven, seven, two, seven, don't six, Don't give two, your address out. What, what's your name of your town? Taunty? Taunty Town. Springdale. S- spell it. Springdale, Arkansas. Oh, Spring, Spring, just Springdale. 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 Dale. Dale. I'm trying to D-A-L-E. find you. I found it. I found Springdale. Jesus. There's an RV. There's an RV place five miles from my house, and they have a website and they rent. All right, what seven, would you consider? How are you going to take an entire week? Probably four, four to four to five days, I think. And when are you doing only, this? Oh, you never mind. You don't want Thanksgiving to see us. week. You don't want to see us because you don't want to be around people. That's the whole thing. I was going to say we could we Thanksgiving can, week. Maybe we, maybe we could all go to like North Georgia. That would be like midway between the two. Well, that would take. Eight. We could discuss it. We could. I'm not. I'm not throwing anything. Eight or ten hours for you to get to Atlanta. It'd take eight or ten hours for us to get to Atlanta. It's sixteen my sixteen hours for you to get from Arkansas to my house. How is Antivira? How is the driving portion? <laughs> I don't really care about the monetary. Cost you feel like ex- you literally. You feel like William Conrad in Canon. Is how you feel. You're just constantly on edge, like you're going to, your heart's going to explode at any moment. I don't, I don't really care about the monetary cost. I just care about Adam. Will I be I, able to do it? And will I have, have driven a large bus like that before. And the they, monetary cost. They're so not intuitive to drive. I mean, they're fine on the interstate and they're fine going slow, but it's like if you're going through winding hills in the mountains, oh my God. It's, it's, I doubt we would be going through winding hills and mountains because, I can't think of anywhere close that we would want to go that would be mountainous. By the way, Mark Meadows, the White House Chief of Staff. Oh, yeah? Uh, just came down with coronavirus. Oh. Well, so I don't know. We, we've got, we're deciding this weekend what we're doing, though, because okay. I told Mark we have to make a plan or we're never going to do it. All right. Well, so we, we'll talk saying, about it. Let's talk about it after the, okay. the show. We'll talk about it after the show. Okay. Exactly what we'll do. You know, when we mix together the bad audio with the good audio. And, <laughs> right. Uh, that's, that's, that's what we do. Because that's that's what this show is all about, is mixing together good audio. You know what? On the post show for That Darn Elvis, 
Scott had not turned on his original audio, and so it was. There's actually a sample of him turning it on and off. I'm curious if you've listened to it and if you could tell the difference. I don't pay that close attention. Okay, great. You know what? If you would like to join our behind the scenes (laughs) special group level 13, send us an email. You might ask me where contact at mix minus podcast.com. You can also send us a voicemail about anything. Voicemail.mixminuspodcast.com. We're here every Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern time, pride48.com. Streaming live and doing all this stuff. I think I could drive an RV. I, I, I have driven a U-Haul. I'm a good driver. I drive like a grandma, and I used to be a claims adjuster, so I don't know. And we can sleep in it. This podcast is a proud member of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out more great shows at pride48.com. <laughs>